And it'd be so much more relatable if people did share their natural enthusiasm. I've had enough quiet periods now, or even like quite dark periods now, mm-hmm. to know that something good always is on the other side of it. Nothing will eat you up like watching someone else do what you said you were going to do. My business is nowhere near where it was when I went on maternity leave. When you start to go further or get earn more than you ever did when you were in a job, and that starts to become a norm, you forget about like the very simple goals you had when you just wanted to work for yourself and pay for a couple of holidays a year but what I can take charge of Mm. is how I make a brilliant contribution to my community Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to episode... Oh, gosh, I don't know the episode number. <laughs> episode... Look at the title of the episode you clicked on of starting the conversation. <laughs> Hilarious. I'm Alice Benham. I'm here with the world's first and only comparison coach, Lucy Sarah. Lucy Sarah. Fuck it now. Shall we just quit and go for a drink? I don't think I know how to record... To speak, let alone record <laughs> a podcast. Right. We'll get there. Lucy Sheridan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Ali. It's a treat. I feel like I've seen your face. Probably since I stepped into business, what, like seven years ago? Oh, you've Because wow. you've been around, what, nine yeah, years? Nine, yeah, yeah, So I feel like the last seven years, I've just seen the 2D version. And then here you are. It's <laughs> slightly surreal. IRL. <laughs> She's in the building. How are you doing? Yeah, really good, thank you. Good. I know where we should begin, actually, which is that I told my boyfriend, who the podcast listeners know as Red Shirt Man, yeah. that was his alias when we first met. I told him yesterday that I was recording with you today, and he said, oh, who are you recording with? what do they do and I said oh it's an amazing woman called Lucy she's a comparison coach and I was you know then going to explain what that means because he's not in the business space not in the coaching world it's very new to him he then decides oh yeah I completely understand what that means and goes off on a tangent being so excited that your job is about helping people to navigate price comparison websites oh my goodness well maybe I should change my LinkedIn (laughs) right now so he thought and I was like really questioning I was like how did your brain jump to this and there's neat yeah so he thought your job would be, you know, all right, Lucy, I want to get some car insurance. And you were going to yeah. tell me, should I go compare the Meerkat? Yeah. Should I go money supermarket? <laughs> but then I thought, well, what a perfect, you know, <laughs> add on to the business if you ever want to go in well, that it's direction. it's all about diversifying, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Protect that future self. <laughs> is that the weirdest assumption someone's made about what a comparison coach is? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's won. In, <laughs> in nine unique. years. That's the best one we've got. Amazing. Well, I guess to give us the correct definition for anyone who's curious about what that work looks like and to kind of set us up for today's conversation what is it to be a comparison coach so ultimately what this means is that comparison isn't part of what I do it's all that I do so I help people stop comparing to who they think they should be stop comparing to other people or stop comparing to their past self and that might come in all different ways whether it's my one-to-one workshops or my book that really is where all my focus goes um, in my work because comparison can be really insidious and it can really affect our most Mm. important relationships especially with ourselves so that's been that's my little five to keep keep lighting. I love it. And did that come from your own experiences of comparison or perhaps what you were noticing about how other people navigate a comparison? I would definitely say I was the... It was definitely a case of teach what I needed to learn. Okay, um, you were so your first client. I was, I was my first client <laughs> and she was amazing. Um, so from a very early age I can recall comparing myself to other people and I'm talking like four or five like was my colouring in as good as other people's like was Mm. my you know was I as cute as my brother and then was my swimming as good as my other kind of classmate and it just took many in different forms all the way through my life and from a young age I had a really good idea of like how to analyse and rank myself against a group which I don't think was particularly accurate or factual but it was Mm. you know through the filter of like my belief and it got you know it, it continued all through life and and in my late 20s, it kind of really hit a, a, an intense period after mm. I went to my school reunion. And the school reunion itself was great fun. There was a brilliant barbecue, like genuinely reconnected with people I hadn't seen in, well, 10 years. It was a wonderful day. And this was back in the ancient times when, uh, you know, Instagram was only really just starting out. So, um, Facey B, it was all about Facey Oh, B. yeah. So I accepted and sent lots of Facebook requests. And then, so when I woke up on the Monday after the reunion weekend, my feed looked very different indeed and I basically woke up to this Las Vegas of comparison mm. which was always on always something to gorge my you know gorge my uh, self-judgment with there yeah and it 
really just took me to a really dark place. And with that against the background of not feeling particularly good in the job I was in as well, my anxiety started to go through the roof. It was just a perfect storm, really. Mm. And it was pretty bad and a dark period for, I'd say, at least 18 months or so until one day I just realised that this something's got to stop here, something's got to change. Like, I'm exhausted from this, actually. Mm. And I thought, well, if I can think and feel myself into this could I think and feel myself out of it? And so that then was a question I just set out to try and answer. So it first of all took me to like the self-help section of a bookshop, fantastic. Then I started to Google sort of like local free events that were a bit more maybe mindful, a bit yeah. more about self-development or just understanding psychology. Then I started to save up for a couple of things going on in London and would like, you know, get the train down from Leeds at like six in the morning, attend <laughs> those and come back in the same day. And, and then um, my Google search got a bit more serious and I started and I just discovered um, coaching and then started to look at actually formally uh, training and 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 that's the the road I kind of went down following mm. the breadcrumbs all the way and I noticed when I set up the coaching practice that I would be I was talking a bit about work-life balance which was you know a bit of an easy generic topic but you know what like I say what seemed like ancient times like 10 years ago in the well-being mm. industry was very accessible I noticed when I might write more personal point of view about um, comparing myself on a blog or if I saw something interesting in a magazine about comparison that there would just be this spike and I thought okay I'm going to give this a test and I'm going to mm. turn on this brand the comparison coach and I'm going to change my email signature like you know redid my Squarespace website over a weekend and I just thought I'm going to give this say 30 days maybe 60 days I'm going to throw myself at this and I'm going to just keep everything around that conversation why mm. we do it how we can move forward from it you know uh, how is it showing up and just really bring the conversation to a you know a buzzy play and if it doesn't stick then fair enough I gave it a try but it did stick and I started to get traction and then I kept following the breadcrumbs basically and with you know built community um, that resonated and built a body of work I suppose it resonated as well and then that mm. finds me here today nearly 10 years later. Wow and the rest <laughs> is history. The rest is history. As they say. <laughs> I'm so interested for today's conversation yeah. because in the in the history of this podcast I think mm. it's about 210 episodes when this will come out we've done one episode that touches on comparison Yeah, and it is I think the fourth most downloaded episode Gosh. so it is a topic that people want to yeah. hear about and I mean I feel the same way I feel like in business especially yeah. comparison comes up so much yeah. and it almost feels to me like a kind of natural human yeah. behaviour mm-hmm. you know I can't look back to learning comparison no, or you know the first innate. day that I tried out comparing myself like yeah. it, you're right it felt very innate so I guess as a starting point why do we compare ourselves like what is it within us that causes us to start on that journey well you're right to feel like it's always been there because it has always been there and that's not just for us that goes back through generations and arguably through civilizations as well so comparison used to help be like a regulation tool that we'd use when we were marauding groups and tribes across Mm. the land and being able to rank ourselves against what value we brought to the group could keep us really safe you know we would have a certain status in the group and it allowed us to it allowed societies as they were growing to be to run smoothly yeah if we fast forward a long time to today to an extent it does still service it allows Mm. us to be able to analyze and to rank and maybe see the gaps you want to close improvements you want to make improves we want other people to make even with the power couple of social media though Mm -hmm. coming in (laughs) as well that's taken things in a different trajectory so why we do it has always served a use but it seems more recently in the last, you know, certainly in the last 10 years or so, that use has not always been to serve good. It's been to maybe mm. for us to be self-critical, to limit ourselves, to uh, keep a, keep us stuck ultimately, because we're seeing how we're separate. We're seeing the shortcomings. We're seeing the gaps mm. rather than um, what we do have going for us. We're, uh, by, by, we're not acknowledging our unique path to today. That It's not just as simple if they can do it, I can too. It's like if they can do it, there probably is a way you can as well yes but it's like we need to be really careful the platitudes Mm. around it so for example even 
and people say the only person that you should compare yourself to is your past self well I actually don't even necessarily see that as healthy or fruitful because at the end of the day you're not acknowledging yourself in this moment with everything it took to get here with all the conditions you're Mm -hmm. working in now the way the systems are affecting you now with the way that your experiences in life will be affecting who you are in this moment too so I think comparison always seems to come with a big lack of compassion so even when we're looking back at our past selves I would say stay there for two minutes and and come back and and even then give yourself the credit of today Mm. do you see it that comparison is always a bad thing can there be any positive use of comparison I do think there can be but I'm going to keep this bit of the conversation really quick because it is the exception I sure. had um, I was doing a talk in London a little while back and someone said you know I've never really compared myself to anyone so and I was like what are you doing here like <laughs> genuinely what are you doing here and can I have your number and can I study you like a rare bird and yes. um, because yes comparison when it is used for good mm. and we look at the people or we look at where we want to be or we look at our past selves and we look at all the things that excite us and inspire us and make us feel alive and motivated and make us feel ourselves Mm. and make us feel like we can choose comparison is our best friend but it's just so rare yeah that we get there and ultimately anytime you're comparing you're not right here Mm. you're in the past a little bit or you're in should a little bit or in the future a little bit you're in someone else's social media feed yes a little bit the biggest part of freeing ourselves in comparison is just coming right back here Mm. and actually just not being that bothered by any of it which doesn't sound particularly sexy, mm. but that really is. That's the power moment. That's the power move. Yeah, it's freeing though, isn't it? Oh, so much. Yeah. Remember, so I saw much. a quote at the start of this year. I think someone put it up on Instagram, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My news source, uh-huh. um, as kind of what their intention was for the year. And I think yeah. it was the phrase, be where your feet are. Oh, I remember yeah. seeing it and thinking, almost like that you said that. Like, with you. Yeah. yeah. I think initially I was like, oh, it's a bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not a very big goal, is it? <laughs> but then the more I thought about it, and you know, it comes back to me every now and again of just like, oh yeah, actually being where your yeah. feet are is very countercultural in the oh, way yeah. that we're currently encouraged to live, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and actually a really powerful thing. Like mm. you know, you said that oh, actually it feels a little bit mundane to just be in the now but actually that sounds really refreshing yeah. to me I'm like, because there's an element of like being unflappable not being easily activated I think is the sexy word we're using at the moment for triggered mm-hmm. um, but not being a easily pulled out of your lane or pulled out the moment or pulled off course or pulled out of a mood because mm. that's the thing about comparison it can ruin a lunchtime it can ruin your life yeah completely mm. so in terms of what comparison looks like I know you have yeah. a way of looking at kind of perhaps three different areas yeah. that comparison shows up within and I think yeah. it will be so so interesting in this conversation to unpack what they each look like for mm. us as business owners. Yeah, Can sure. you give us that overview as a starting point? What I would say when we're looking at, um, through our lens as being business owners, it's really easy to um, fall into a few different traps in comparison. That is comparing ourselves to what where we used to be or what we used to be. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for example, if you're a bit more established and you used to get up on a Monday, but you used to remember getting up on a Monday morning, you just breeze through your task sheet. But now your business is different, your day is different and you are struggling with energy we can sometimes think oh I've lost my edge or I'm not good enough anymore I don't want it enough when actually you're coming from a place of being established you don't have that puppy puppy let's go let's go gotta try gotta try gotta try because what comes with experience is an element of calm and steadiness too Mm. so we can sometimes beat ourselves up that we don't like I say we don't want it enough we're not keeping up like we used to be able to yes then we compare ourselves to those of us that are around us right now so in the present so we might compare ourselves to our friends we started out with mm-hmm. um, we might compare ourselves to some of like the people that seem like new and hot on the scene or equally compare ourselves to some of the elders or the more established people in our industry and think god will I ever get there yeah. what's it going to take do I have the staying power or what's so special about them where did they come from how come they've got a blue tick I've never heard of them <laughs> all of these things these unhelpful narratives that play out Yes, and then and I think this could be one of the most tricky of all then we compare ourselves to who we think we should be or where we think we should be why haven't I done um why haven't I done a million yet? Why aren't I doing this, you know, this income every month? Why aren't I being asked to do a TED talk? Why aren't I being asked to attend that thing or be in that group of friends? Why, why, why? What's wrong with me? I should be further along. I should be better. I should be working more efficiently. I should have more ideas. I should have more money. And and ultimately all there is is the gap, the gap, the gap, the gap. Mm. And that I think is almost the most punishing one. Yeah. Because even when you're not on social media, that can always be with you. Um, And Mm. I think, you know, social media isn't 
the only cause for comparison, far from it, but it's certainly a big stimulant. Yes. And yeah, you know, it's, it can be on our quieter moments where we're kind of coming back from the coffee shop or we are waiting for something to upload on our laptop and we're like, oh my gosh, why? And it, it finds us in that moment, that self-critical voice, and it can be mm. just like living with a bully, really. Yeah, so many shoulds. Oh, so many. So many shoulds. Mm. I wonder, let's start with the comparison to other people. Because I yeah. feel like that's the one we jump to first, yeah, isn't sure. it? It's like, right, comparison means that I'm comparing to people <laughs> yeah. around me which I think in the business space is it's almost easier to do it than it is to not do it yeah totally yeah that does make sense because especially because we can dress it up as market research yeah or networking or networking oh I'm just making friends okay all right yeah all right whatever (laughs) because if you look at even other industries in business you know Mm. I work with startups where if you looked at their Instagram account Mm. or their LinkedIn even Mm. you know it's maybe not a good thing even with LinkedIn Mm. but like you'd have no clue what they're up to you don't know that they just won a big award you don't know they've just made x amount of revenue but in the worlds that we're kind of in where actually people's businesses involve showing up online we're all creating these kind of I guess digital storefronts for our businesses which is amazing for Mm. for many many reasons you know Mm. clients exposure opportunities but also that then creates the opportunity for all of us to walk down other people's metaphorical streets and go oh let me have a peek into your window ah yeah that's something I want or that's annoyed me that you've got that yeah and that's it isn't it especially in this like you know those of us that have some sort of online presence which would be all of us Mm. is that there's always an opportunity where we can be pouring into our own cup and building our own personal brand and like you say not ignoring what we're doing not ignoring what we're working on rather than you know it's almost by chance someone's decided to post about that award to use your analogies to post about that win to post about the breakthrough they've had with the client yeah we often have things that are coming to the surface that are you know you know progressing well or have been you know ticked off like the award wins we just don't talk about them so we feel like we're not good enough or we're not keeping up Mm. because actually we haven't acknowledged it we haven't done our own personal branding piece ultimately because that's what it all is and something that you know is pervasive online is this idea of like you're only seeing people's showreels that's true but and this might sting a bit their life probably is that good at moments they really do have that much money. Their kids really are going to that school. And that might really sting. We like to kind of think, oh, you know, it all looks so good. It can't all be like that all the time. It's like, no, of course it's not like that all the time, but it's like that in this moment. Yeah. And if that is an affront to who we are, if that is, uh, makes us feel bad about ourselves, and that's when we know there's the work mm. to do there. Um, and something that I think we also forget when we are doing the comparing is that right now, literally today, someone will compare themselves to you literally today if it hasn't happened already it will happen by the time you go to bed tonight they will compare themselves to you and you'll be like but me why and it's like exactly because you're you mm. and you'll be or do or have experience be working towards something which someone else wants to mm. because there's, we're all in this kind of chain of it together which is why it can feel so cumulative because we're all doing it so true I actually had a moment like that early this year I got the massive privilege to go on a trip with a client who'd won Forbes 30 under 30 wow. and um um, it was an amazing trip to Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, oh, Israel. Incredible. And it was like just the most incredible room of people, like mm. all 30 under 30 listers, yeah. like unbelievable entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I have never felt, I don't even think it was imposter syndrome. I think it was just that comparison. Yeah. Like it before, you know, I'm speaking to people. One guy really stood out to me as I think back to it, who'd invented a paint that stopped bacteria from spreading around your house. So he was like oh, a gosh. genius. Yeah. He'd like scaled this massive business, raised tens of millions and I took to my Instagram stories and I was like guys how funny like I feel so out of place I'm comparing myself and then I got a couple of messages off of people going well to me you're the guy that's making the pain and I don't say that in any way of arrogance but just as like you said we forget oh, actually, maybe it's it's not just me. Yeah. We think everything's us, don't we? It's just me comparing yeah. myself and to others. It, there's something as well, like being in a room like that, it would almost be weird if you didn't feel, and I, you didn't use this word, I'm going to use it, I'm not saying you meant to use it, but mm. it'd be weird if you didn't feel a bit intimidated. Oh, no, completely, that was it. Um, and, and almost out of your depth, which doesn't have to mean imposter syndrome. Interesting. It's absolutely appropriate that when you're in a room of people that are doing great things in the world, it's absolutely okay to feel, fucking hell, at the opportunities, at the what is going on in that room. It's absolutely okay to feel like that because it'd be really weird if you didn't. 
That's a great reframe. Well, not even <laughs> just reframe, but just truth. Because you're right, we so easily, and I actually find it frustrating sometimes, I think, especially when you're women in business. Mm. The first thing is always to, how do you deal with imposter syndrome? And, how, yeah, and I'm yeah. sometimes like, I don't really know if I have yeah. it. I think I think I have it more than I do because you feel yeah. like you should. Yeah, completely. And, and that... And that frustrates me as well about because it's like forgive me for speaking in gendered terms but blokes don't do that mm. they think oh right what's in this for me when I'm in this room whereas we're like oh no please oh no 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 oh you, no let, let your bag have my seat I yeah. need to sit down <laughs> and all that BS being an imposter is like being found out have you ever been in a room where someone's been like turn the lights on it is she who yeah. hasn't you know got who hasn't got three years experience or it's she that doesn't know this that or the other mm. it's like we that would never ever 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 happen it doesn't even like happening the movies really do you know what I mean so the fact that we build ourselves up to be in such a frenzy of I don't deserve this like well you're in the room aren't you Mm. you're not saying you're there to own the room you're not there to say to dominate the room or to take away from anyone else in the room you're in the room so just breathe the same oxygen as everyone else and relax into it because mm. we need that we need to see more of it as well we need to visibly see more of it and I think what I would love to see more is people's natural enthusiasm so rather so and, and you shared that there as in like you were like oh my goodness how cool is this rather than oh here I am you know just like you know hashtag casual hashtag this <laughs> and it's or it just being like oh just another day it's like, I know that's not just another day and it'd be so much more relatable if people did share their natural enthusiasm Mm. Uh, rather than it just being like all blasé. That's yeah. something that I think is really missing. So that's not what ha- that's not what's happening on the private WhatsApp. People are going, oh, I am excited. Yeah. That just shows more humility. There isn't a lot of humility mm. online at the moment, I don't think. Mm. That is a whole other conversation. Yeah, sorry, oh my no, God. I, I could go off talk on about that, that yeah. for hours. Yeah. In terms of that comparison to others, yeah. I think it can feel very prevalent when you're at the start of something whether it's the start yes, of business agree. or a new project or you're kind of heading in a new direction mm, mm. and you look at people that are perhaps where you want to be or they yeah. have something that you're wanting and it's not yeah. a should it does feel like oh yeah that is something that I want yeah. and we can have this feeling of okay well they've already done that so then it's not for me or I shouldn't try or they're already yeah. there yeah what's your response to that oh my gosh first of all I want to grab that person and say, come <laughs> with me we're going to do it I just think what if you know Lady Gaga hadn't thought of you know learning the piano because because um, Elton John had done it before. Like, what if every artist had been put off because of what the other wave had done before? The way I see it is that if someone's done what you want to do, that shows there's still an appetite for it. And you just have to join your wave of entrance going mm. in. When I say waves, like when you start out, you will go in with a cohort of, and you'll know certain people that started with you at the same time. Like one of my cohort is Nikki Raby. She's an amazing coach. We trained together. We started our business together. We left our jobs at sort of the same time. We're still really good mates now. Nikki and I, we're kind of we started out we were on the same wave and we met people as we went as well that have been going around the same time what I'd say is if you're thinking of not starting or not trying a new project because someone else has done it we need to remember that we live in a postmodern society everything is a copy of a copy of a copy mm. um, and yet you will always be able to bring your flavour and interpretation that's all you're being asked to do you're not saying you know forget everything that's gone before I'm here now uh, everything is a copy of a copy of copy. And you know, it's funny, this um, struck me because, um, I mean, I'm just such a globe trotter. I was actually in Rome last weekend. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, I was. There I was, so fancy. <laughs> but I was in Rome last weekend and I must have had cacio di pepe five times, which is a spaghetti, butter, parmesan and black pepper. And I wasn't like, oh, that's a bit weird seeing that on a menu here, isn't it? I'm like, it's on the same down the street, you know. I just felt like, well, yeah. We're here. It's they're great. What they do? Of course, I'm going to eat it. Mm. If we would just give ourselves a little bit more grace, as in, I want I want to do that, which it already exists. I'm going to do it in my own way, and I'm not going to rip off anyone or copy anyone. I would say like the door is open. Bring your interpretation because just because you choose not to do it, other people aren't going to stop. Mm. So it's like join your wave, join your cohort, start, try, bring your interpretation. And here's another thing. Refer to what went before. If you didn't make it up, start passing it off. We all like we can spot it a mile off. It's really it adds so much to a brand's credibility. If you can say, I first learned this from a book which actually is from the 70s. It hasn't dated very well, but let me share a concept with you from it. It makes you Mm. sound credible, learned. You know, you're taking from other sources, you're interpreting other sources rather than just implying that you're picking things out of Mm. the 
Riviera out of the wazoo. You know, I think if there was a lot more referencing, we'd all get a lot further. Yes. Because ultimately, we are all building on what's gone before. Remember when I started out like, oh, Father Time again? I can't, I've literally got to stop <laughs> saying that. Back in my day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. When when the coaching and wellbeing industry was like really tiny and fragmented, and it was mm. all basically like skinny white girls and green juice with the occasional meditation class, I would have loved there to have been more people doing the same sort of thing I was doing you know to form that community or to be able to Mm. say it's be like this but I do it this way I would have loved that to be in play so my view is dive in know where your sources are at quote them and cite them and then go forward transparently Mm. and authentically and and do your thing nothing will eat you up like watching someone else do what you said you were going to do the possibility of regret is my biggest motivator oh my gosh me too it's you know what? It's why I wrote my book, Alice, because I knew what agent I wanted, I knew what to be published by, but I could not bear the thought of someone with a big account, basically, or someone that was on daytime TV writing a really bland post and generic post about comparison and then getting a book deal about it. I had to write the book. I was like, I actually cannot bear it. Yeah. And since then, it's been lovely because I've been asked to contribute to lots of other people's books on the topic. But I totally hear you on that. Like, the fear of regret or of not giving mm. it a try, of not, like, moving forward or something really really motivates me in fact I make a lot of my decisions or you know I'm driven a lot by moving away from rather than moving towards yes like a couple moving towards I'm all excited by that it lifts me up let's go but moving away from I don't want that that's not going to work for me that doesn't feel like a good Mm. fit it's always got me further quicker and we're often more connected, and this is a whole other conversation, yeah. but I find we're often more connected to the negative than we are the positive. Yeah. I see it a lot with clients if we're working on, you know, what do you want your brand values to sure. be? What's your brand personality? If I ask them, you know, what your values, mm. it, they might kind of sit there like, oh, God, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Whereas if I go, what do you hate in the industry that you're in? Oh, yeah. What would be your worst nightmare <laughs> yeah. to, you know, a, a review or a, for yeah. what you'd be known for? And instantly we can come up with it. Yeah, really And then good. great, you just invert it. I and love get the that. Positive. Flip it. Love yeah, that. something that you said, I mean, it, it must have been years ago that I saw it, but it stuck with me ever since on the topic of seeing people doing what you want yeah. is the idea of people being proved that it's possible. Yeah. That was such a kind of light bulb moment for me yeah. where it's so logical when you hear yeah. it. Like, <laughs> wait, okay, I want to write a book, right? Yeah. I wanna, I'm a business owner, I want to write a book. Yeah. Lucy's written a book, yeah. who is a business owner, and it went really well for Lucy and yeah. she really enjoyed it and it went great. I, actually, the fact that Lucy's done it is proof that business owners can get book deals you got it. and that business owners' books can be successful. Oh, so maybe it's actually my pathway you go. rather than my stop. But it's so interesting how we jump to, oh, no, I can't do it. Oh, absolutely. It. And if I may walk my talk, that it. proof it's possible, Pips, and I'll joke about that, like, you've got to be pipping all over the place because <laughs> look look for them everywhere. Because especially if you don't, if you if you aren't from a, a family or a background of having a business like I'm not, mm. um, the only person I knew that was self-employed was like my mum's friend that was a nail tech. That was my proof it was possible for a long time before, you know, I found community. But when it comes to PIPs, that is an interpretation of an NLP concept, which is modelling. So that is an interpretation of that. I didn't make up modelling, but what I was able to do is to come up with a phrase which captured how I wanted to communicate it. Mm. And so when it comes to PIPs, it's always really helpful to have a few PIPs going on because it just reminds us that we can do it, that it is indeed possible. Yes. And what I'd all say is... so. If you find how you find a pip is that often it can be sometimes so often slash sometimes it's the person you compare yourself to. Um, so go tenderly there. More often than not, there can be someone in your industry think, oh, I love them. Like if they kind of read a menu, like read the d- takeaway menu, I'd want to see what they were saying on stories. Just love their vibe, love what they're doing, love their fashion, whatever. That's a really good indicator that you've got a pip there, ultimately. Mm. And it's really cool to like put on notifications of that person, like read up about them, like in, you know, be interested in what their their you know twists and turns were. Not so that you have to emulate them yourself, but just to stay open to indeed the possibility. But what I say is, when you find a pip, one of the first things I ask, you, I would suggest you do is scroll back eighteen months on their feed and look at where they were then and what they were doing and what their content was like and just remind yourself because you'll see it you will see it literally there in the, on the grid you'll literally see where they were at and that there was a journey to mm. maybe the more polished or established that you see today and it's not about kind of like going and judging it's about that empathy and that acknowledgement of okay even my pip 
had to forge their own path to what I have found them as today. Yes, we make so many assumptions, don't we? Yeah. Like, well, they woke up with that business and that success. Yeah, it's totally. like, oh no, probably quite a few yeah. years that uh, went into that. I love that. We all need to find our pips. And remember that we're probably pips for oh, other people. without doubt. What a privilege. I know it to be true, yeah. I love it. So moving on then a bit to talk about the comparison to our past mm, selves. This mm. is something that fascinates me yeah. and something that now that you've put language to it, I'm like, mm. I can see myself doing this all of the time, mm. especially I think in a business context where we go through so many seasons. Yes. And as I'm sure you would resonate with, business growth isn't linear. Oh, You know, God, you no. don't make more money month on month on month on month forever. There's going to be mm. peaks and troughs. There's going to be seasons of push, seasons mm. of sustain. And I can feel myself even now, you know, looking back to say my business in lockdown when mm. I had all the time in the world to yeah. work and the environment was very different. People yeah. are online more and going, well, why am I not getting those numbers? Mm. Why is why am I not having those things happening? Mm. If anything, I find that comparison to myself probably the most damaging mm. one because I feel like I can't reason with it because I'm like, yeah. well, I should be able to do that because that was yeah. me. Yeah, and I think this is especially key, anyone in the business community that might be in their year one to five, Mm -hmm. because you will have ridden out the pandemic as well. And I read a really good article, I think it was in The Economist actually, around if you take the pandemic out of things, when it comes to kind of like growth and entrance, etc., we are pretty much in a straight line still. Mm-hmm. We are we are on course for what we would have been charted to before the pandemic. But the pandemic brought around such unusual circumstances that it meant that people that didn't really have a profile were able to do, you know, grew one very quickly. Yeah. Equally, people that um, were thinking about getting online sped up those plans and then you know, we're able to open up lots of income there too. So yeah, you're absolutely right. We think that things have to go and and gain and gain and gain and that sustainability means only up and up and up. But actually what I've come to know and seen too is to use your words, the business does come in seasons because if you're a founder or the CEO director, whatever term you want to use for yourself, if you own your thing, Mm. your life will come in seasons. And just because you can't be a robot doesn't mean that you're not doing it right or you're not committed. And I think it's really, really important that we take space when we need to, because nothing's going to be taken away. Mm. Like you can't lose your chance. You can't, you know, can't blow it, basically. And I think when we compare to where we think we should be or like why things aren't happening, we forget that every launch is the one before the next one. Uh-huh. You know, it's like I've launched a lot now. Alice, I know that you see behind a lot of businesses, you've launched things yourself. And this is a, a, a really persistent belief or myth is that every launch has to supersede and outlive and out, you know, outperform Bigger the one the before it. Yeah. Um, whereas actually now that I've done several I can see that they all sort of balance out. There are some that, you know, I've got one that bombed. I've got one when I did 260 grand in a week. And then I've got everything in between. And that's all great. It's got to be really careful about the expectations we put on ourselves and our communities as well, actually, because our communities aren't just sat there like, you know, customers in the waiting. It's like it's a it's a an an equitable relationship that we're in with our communities and I think if we're kind of like launching or like someone's got to go and buy this rather than right I've done my research I've priced it let's see what happens Mm. we absolutely stranglehold you know uh, what we do and it starts to be a very different game um, Mm. to the businesses that we started out there yes and I wonder if something around that kind of comparing to yourself Mm. that's true as well is that it it causes us to just look at the really kind of quantitative Oh, things. totally. You know, yeah. I find myself, yes, I look back at previous business times and I could say, yeah, on paper, actually, mm. maybe the business is less successful yeah. now because I make less money or less, you know, engagement online, mm. whatever the number is that I'm choosing yeah. to pick. What that does is it stops me looking at what was under the surface because, yes, I might yeah. have had a 10K day or week mm. or month or launch or whatever, but actually, I, I forget when I compare myself to that mm. version of myself, well, maybe she wasn't actually that happy or maybe that wasn't yeah. sustainable or maybe there was stuff going on actually in a more qualitative sense that totally. didn't feel good. And and also, what are the other currencies that you did convert as well? Or what are the other currencies that are available as well? So things like, OK, launch didn't perform as we wanted to, but it meant that you got chosen to speak at Google because someone mm. um, signed up for the challenge and they thought it was great. So... To- 
you know spoke to their boss about you or maybe okay things didn't go as well with sales as you wanted to but then when you put your retreat out like nine of the people that didn't buy from one course were the first sign up for the retreat so true it's like we just see things like edge of the cliff views edge of the cliff views edge mm. of the cliff views then we're going to exhaust ourselves we're also gonna we're gonna really miss out on what's being held in trust because it's not all on the next launch it's you know the next launch is just the one before the one that's Completely. coming after it's like sowing seeds isn't it you don't yeah. put them all in the ground and expect every single yeah. one to come up instantly within a couple of oh, days completely and, 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 that, and also and that's it like i mean i've been really humbled by my last year in business but don't worry once once i've cleared it all with my therapist i'll come back on and tell everyone about Amazing. it i'll do an expose tell all. Uh, yeah exactly <laughs> and then and then no i'm just joking but um when things don't go quite as you want to mm. and i'm going to speak for myself here how much of that is entitlement because we expect it should oh but i did this i did those reels they told me they wanted a 300 pound course and i flipping did it or i spoke of that thing or don't know there's an element of like don't i know who, who don't they know what, who i am or don't mm. people understand um and it's entitlement and that mm. is a horrible um thing to have to accept that it's not personal and that we need to just cool our egos a little bit Mm. around that Um, and especially what we are measuring our worth against um, there as well because especially when you kind of when you've launched a little bit or you are starting to get traction and especially when I'll speak for myself only when you start to go further or earn more than you ever did when you're in a job and that starts to become a norm you forget about like the very simple goals you had when you just wanted to work for yourself and pay for a couple of holidays a year Mm. and you know maybe one day save for a house deposit but just having enough was enough and it was Mm. incredibly rewarding and like that is all still in all of us and I'm not saying don't be ambitious and don't be audacious and don't go for it absolutely but we sometimes forget that things are already way better than we ever could have possibly conceived and it's that moving goalpost concept isn't it you know I was reflecting before this episode like you know what did comparison look like for me Mm. in the early years of business and actually go what it's changed shape but it's always been there because it went from oh I'm comparing myself to people that are booked out full time Mm. and I thought oh once I'm booked out full time then I won't oh okay I got booked out full time now I'm comparing myself to someone who sells out courses now it's someone with a blue tick now it's Mm. someone with 10,000 and it's like there's Mm. always more oh completely and as well you know once you do start to kind of stand back a little bit and you talk to what you know you find business owners that are really happy and you know air bunny successful mm. they haven't got a blue tick and they're not selling out courses but i'll tell you what they are they're like they're believing they're showing up every day those businesses that are growing and that are establishing themselves and going the long game which i think playing the long game is so sexy yeah they don't necessarily have this kind of like you know tick list triumvirate or whatever of what we think has to be in place mm. for the winning formula a big part of the winning again air bunnies formula is about being visible to the right people yeah and that can be two people not necessarily 200 i think with the way that um instagram has now changed forever my focus is very much not going about like growing my account or growing the number here on my account it's activating and challenging myself to connect more people that are already there so for example let's say that like for easy maths there are 10 people in the room and two people are facing me at the moment it's a massive 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 success tick if two more people turn around and go what's that or that's funny or mm. could you tell me more about that that means i've got double mm. the people there yes. that are looking at me and that i can potentially help you know we we can grow on like you know as community members together rather than having people just come into the account and just sit there you know for the last year or so i've just kind of let my my numbers just do what they're going to do because they're going to do anyway because mm. i feel like i can't control what happens to the numbers but what i can take charge of mm. is how i make a brilliant contribution to my community how i like my big objective is to be what somebody's fave to be in somebody's group of faves i don't need to be the standout one or the, yeah. the leader i need i just want to be in the mix of faves because I I know if I'm there I can make a contribution Mm. which is important language as well actually so I'll very you'll very rarely hear me use the word serve because Mm. we're not there to serve it's not about being deferential and oh I'm just happy to be here and what else can I give you what else would you like to take yeah making contribution I'm really happy to at my discretion and because it feels good I'm willing to give to this point 
I'm going to make this contribution so that it's equitable and there's a balance there and nobody's taking the piss mm-hmm. um, in any sort of way. And I think that's a really important shift that's ha- that I want to see happen as well is that people take better care of and contrib- make more of a better contribution to people that are already there rather than looking over the shoulder wondering if they're going to get to that 100k mm. or get to that blue tick or get to the 10k whatever is the arbitrary measure we've decided yeah. it is to go for mm. it's activating and exciting and bringing and getting more people that are already there paying attention I think is where the real um, the real focus can and should mm. be I love that I mean, that's because Instagram sold that... has clearly shown us it doesn't care I mean Instagram yeah. is the most toxic boy friend ever like come on baby just make a reel and i'll do this for you and it's like oh dear diary i made a reel and a last you know it's like instagram showed us that it's true colors a long time ago yeah so it's like if you're still like dancing to the beat of their drum you're not paying attention be where your feet are yes exactly Uh, that's the intention (laughs) something that you've mentioned a few times that kind of seems to be coming up is not only kind of what you're talking about there of that idea of knowing you know what's your definition of success what's important to you so that I guess you've got that kind of totally almost thing to compare things to and go oh, actually yeah. if I'm comparing myself to that but I don't even want that okay yeah. we'll just ignore it um, but something else that you've mentioned a few times is the idea of kind of really acknowledging your own wins and mm. kind of having very intentional gratitude yeah. so that you notice actually not just everyone else's successes but your yeah. own as well yeah. I'm curious what does that practice look like for you how do you keep yourself aware of and noticing of the wins um, well every time I make 100 grand I buy some Cartier Amazing. <laughs> um, I'm noticing that I get excited about what the wins will do. So, um, if they are financial, what sort of holiday I can go on with my family, and you know what I can. I'm, I'm 40 next year, so I'm thinking about you know special things around that. I think about the difference it's going to make to like those that are my loved ones, and how it's going to mean that I don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. So wins for me will sometimes be you know a, a certain a, reaching a certain level for whatever the word or milestone but more than that I think it, it it more and more it goes down to a feeling so because I've just come off parental leave uh, my business is in a very different state that it was 18 months ago because um well you know mid-year last year I was preparing not to work as opposed to preparing to like scale even more yeah so I'm in a very different state than I was like kind of 18 months ago so for, so for me wins are about feeling like do I feel like I'm in charge today do I feel like I did that to a really good standard do I feel like I've been able to do that consistently to a good standard do I feel like I'm communicating early and often because the essentials for me are getting all of my focus right now because I am trying to figure out who I am as well and what Mm. I want to do. And if I don't get that right and don't take my time there, nothing is going to work. So for me, wins um, are coming down to me having the courage to hold my horses rather than launch a mastermind or do this course or get this redesign and put that out there. I am having to just take a breath and just do what's on my plate then the next thing and the next thing which might sound really boring but I don't need any more drama babes like I am very happy to have a very arguably what might look like repetitive monotonous life and business because I love it Mm. I absolutely love it so for me winning at the moment is returning to the essentials because I know Mm. it's when that gets back to being as strong as it always has been I, I won't have to worry about the rest. And I don't say that as, out of place of arrogance. I, As in, I know when the fundamentals and the essentials are in place, I wiggle my nose and what I want happens mm-hmm. because I feel safe in myself. Yes. I feel secure. I feel a bit like I've got a cheeky, punky energy. Like, oh my God, I'm going to try it. Oh my God, I'm going to email them. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, do you think I should? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. You know, there's that, there's that like lightness. There's that little girl almost um, mm-hmm. kind of like energy um, to it of like, let's give it a go. Come on, let's throw ourselves at it. I say mm-hmm. that all the time. Just throw yourself at it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm aware I sound like a proper idiot when I said about like the jewellery, but. No, it's good really though. Because I mean, correct <laughs> me if this is wrong, but from what you've said already in this conversation, mm-hmm. it sounds like acknowledging and noting and doing something that that signifies a win is actually a really powerful part of curing comparison because it helps you see your successes. I'm I'm financially responsible for my family. So for me, that's a win already because um, it means that my husband is pursuing his music career. It means that we're both at home with my daughter and our really, really naughty, really naughty dogs. So that is like, that's already like 
like polished on the shelf for me it's really easy to be looking to the next to the tech to the next to the next because when I say like isn't it enough isn't it isn't it already enough I don't mean that from a place of like you know like I say being deferential and apathy but it's like there's already such a lot going on which is really good and mm. I'm also like just still trying to come back down to earth you know from parental leave as well that I don't necessarily want to be kind of too much in strive mode because when my ambition kicks in it is like it will carry everything mm. it carries everything like I grow to the size of it but I don't know if you're interested in human design um Alice interested but quite yeah, unaware okay. well I won't I won't delve any further than saying I'm a generator so what that means is that my decisions come from like mm-mm, mm-mm. what that means it's yes or no so if I don't want to do something it's this I have the same reaction about like not wanting a certain sandwich as opposed to like you know going to a party or like some of the big life decisions it just has the same message in my body and so I've come to know now that if I just can wait to respond, if I can wait for the idea, I'll go. And it's a very familiar feeling. It's like almost hearing a song or tasting something. I can feel something start to almost like just come into my aura almost, which I mm. appreciate. I'm about to like, whoa, like circle out in orbit a bit here. So let me bring it back to a grounded place. I can feel it in my body. I can feel it in my gut when it's happening. Like it's like a fizz. And I trust it because I've had enough quiet periods now or even like quite dark periods now mm. to know that something good always is on the other side of it. Business comes in seasons so do we and we've we between us Alice have seen every single trend come and go mm. one-on-one is where it's at have you thought about evergreen it's like oh right is it you that time already yeah exactly and it's like oh my gosh here we go it all comes around again like a sushi train I mean I guess I first of all say thank you for sharing so honestly about I guess how you're feeling about your business and what's going on oh, because no, I think it makes me at least breathe a sigh mm. of relief where there can be that expectation of almost you know, and I'll not let us continue on this tangent because we're here forever. Sorry. But the idea of, you know, it's a destination business yeah. success. You get there and then it's easy and it's mm. done and there's no evolving and no learning. And, no, and it's like, that's the dream mm. we're sold, right? And it's mm. always just so refreshing to be reminded, like, everyone's in seasons. Oh, totally. I mean, let is. me save the record. My business is nowhere near where it was um, when I went on maternity leave. But it will get back there again mm. because I'm going to do it. It's trust, isn't it? It's self-trust. Trust, yeah. Everything's in me to do it, but... It'll probably happen a lot quicker this time because I won't be like, oh, I'll add this, I'll add that, and I'll employ all these people. Yeah. Um, because something you know you and I were chatting about earlier, Alice, is that finding the business model that works for you is so fundamental. Mm. I know that company of one for me, where it's not bigger is better, it's better is better. I know company of one is where I thrive. It's where my clients thrive. It's where I shine even brighter because what I'm focused on is the work and the agreement and delivering excellence. Mm. There's no other ancillary areas of focus. It's all about just delivering excellence Mm. on on what I have promised um, to the client, no matter what that is. And it makes things really easy. And it means that, you know, okay, sometimes I have... Um, I have months where my costs are really high, uh, relatively speaking, because I work with the best and they're all a premium mm. and the and they deliver excellence as well. But it also means when we don't have a project on, my costs are incredibly low mm. because my fixed costs are really, really manageable. Mm. And now I, even though I can see my mates and be all sorts of other people on the internet or whatever doing what works for them, absolutely fine. But I know for me, company of one, is absolutely where it's at and it's funny because some of my pals can't believe I still do one-to-one and I'm like I can't believe you don't oh my gosh the thought it was one of the things that put me off the whole like big scale to seven yeah. million figures yeah whatever, whatever conversation 20 years back 20 million figures 20 million now. 20 That's figures now yeah 20 <laughs> um I can't even do the math you yeah. know people like eight figures I'm like one two right is that a million what is that yeah. but no I, I'm completely with you on that yeah. that whole you have to remove it or you have to have it I mean it's just yeah. all of the shoulds so exactly shoulds. and it's um yeah I, I just no matter what happens in my in my lane I'm just very happy to know that I'm I'm in charge of all the decisions that I'll, and I'll take what the results are there but um I just don't want to get swept up in anything which isn't mm. gonna work for me like I've tried it and I'm just I'm yeah. coming right back right back I love it and I can't wait to see that <laughs> me the babes so you can't wait to feel it we can't wait yeah. to see it to bring us back to the the conversation of comparison why don't we end with a couple of quick sure. five questions oh yes but don't worry they don't need to be quick oh it's like fine I'll do my best. Don't worry. Just some bits that I'd be curious. Sure, that's away. First question would be, if we are aware that people are comparing themselves to us, yeah. is there anything we should be doing? And maybe there's not because I've put the word should in there, so maybe not. Yeah. But to be perhaps conscious of that. No, because comparison is their stuff. Mm. Because 
the same person that might compare themselves to A won't compare themselves to B, but someone else might compare themselves to B, but not to A. So comparison is, it belongs to us mm. and it is our stuff and our responsibility, which, listen, I know that's uncomfortable and confronting, but you being triggered that you're not on, you know, a flight to America has nothing to do with someone else's air miles and who their parents are <laughs> and everything to do with the fact that you want to go to America. You know, it's and it's really important that we bring the focus back. So I would say no, um, because where does it start and where does it end? Oh, should I be a little less um, excited? Should I be a little less creative? Should I be, oh, hold on, I should tone down my hair. No, the shoes. Oh, I, I know what to do. I should not speak at all. It's like, what, yeah. when you start chipping away, like... People are going to ask you what's new and you'll be like, nothing. I've, I've had no recent successes. Exactly. And what I'd say is, if you know that, like, okay, if certain people... People are a bit sensitive to what you're doing just be have have some grace and just move the conversation on i'm launching soon and my i've had a couple of messages from pal saying i'm away but go for it babes you're gonna smash it like just so lovely and supportive where there'll be other people like oh how's it going I'm like it's fine i just don't feel mm. like i want to share because they're not it's too much to say they're not a safe space that's ridiculous it's just it's a bit of a funky energy yeah it's not quite right it's not quite a match i, I know that i bring up stuff for them because they've told me which is unhelpful mm. um so i would say no, there isn't something we should do because where does it end? Second question would be, what is one practical thing that mm. you have seen clients do or perhaps you've done yourself mm. that you know hasn't necessarily cured comparison overnight? Yeah. But I guess if we're talking maybe in the context of social media, mm. what's one thing we can do practically that might really help us? I would say be as intentional with it as you are with other apps you use like Netflix or like your Fitbit or like mm. Spotify, which is I am now going to find this app and I'm now going to open it because I know what I want from it mm. and I have a view of how long I'm going to be on it but I'm not going to sit there and just open the app and just like you know sit down and then it'll be tomorrow I'll watch a trailer of that yeah, I hate I hate that show but I'll yeah, watch it anyway exactly. here I am yeah exactly three episodes in so it's being intentional and if you have to puppy train yourself to do that with grace and self-kindness mm. then absolutely fine what does that look like it means that set alarms on your phone every hour which say, are you on social media, question mark? And if you are, get off it or stay on it, but yeah. be there by choice. Intentional. Be intentional because social media will take and it will take and it will take. So mm. if you don't put the boundaries in, no one's going, no one else is mm. going to. And as a final question, actually not quite on the topic of comparison, but I guess more so what you're talking about towards the end of our conversation of the business that you've built. Yeah. You know, I look at your business and think you've built something incredible. And oh, what I thanks, love about, mate. genuinely, not saying thanks, it because I have mate. to, and I also don't have to, so yeah. I wouldn't be saying it bad yeah. to anyway. What I love about what you do though is you have incredible success by your own terms, but also mm. I think you've built something amazing. You don't feel that you've lost any of your kind of values or what's important to you and the kind yeah. of hu humanness, I guess, of your business yeah. in the process, which I think is amazing. If there's someone listening who is day one of business, mm. you nine years ago, mm. what would be maybe one encouragement or, or oh tip or God. lasting thought? I feel on my BSE coming up now, I'm big sister energy. I would say the things that you think you probably need to change are probably your key strengths. I used to think that like I sounded too Northern when actually people take the mickey out of my big vowels. I don't mind about that. It's how I speak. I, you know, used to think that I used too many words and I needed to be more succinct. But then um, I would get replies to newsletters saying, I love how you kind of tell a story before you get to a point. I'm like, is that a backhanded compliment? I don't know. <laughs> Gonna you take know. it as a positive. Well, someone could look at my newsletter and be like, D did this girl go to school? Where is the punctuation? I'm like, da 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 <laughs> um, And equally, you know, if you're not into certain things that your industry are and you feel like you want to make yourself like things like pay really close attention where you feel like that you are trying to contort yourself or convince yourself into something I would also say that nobody gets to skip the work they really don't and that doesn't mean it has to be very very hard and um, very very dark and that you have to build up lots of painful anecdotes but how you're going to make it is if you go through it so nobody gets to skip the work and that's why I take no joy in saying at all I've seen a lot of people come and go because there was the overnight success or there was the quick surge of you know again ebony success or income or opportunities or profile raising stuff um but how you how you get it's one thing and how you keep it is another thing i would say nobody gets to skip the work stick at it 
play the long game, allow yourself to be pissed off and frustrated, allow yourself to be mm-hmm. jealous, and then get up the next day, put your best foot forward. I love that. I'm going to take that and make that my alarm for the morning. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Alice Love. Yep. Good morning. You don't get to skip the work. Come on. <laughs> Joking, I won't actually do that. I think that would probably be slightly creepy. But I think that's a perfect note to end on. Awesome. Thank you so much my for everything pleasure. you shared. I will leave all of your links below for Thanks, where they mate. can get more connected with you, read your book, which I think is a great resource on all things Thank comparison. Thank you, Alice. Just Until the next you time. Being here. I know. We'll um, back soon for the expose of... Oh, Yes, 2022 exactly. yes. for Lucy Sheridan. <laughs> no. And another thing. <laughs> I'm fascinated. I'm ready. We'll make it like a, a double double whammy. Yeah. Will you come to my house and you'll, I'll cover you in dog <gasps> hair as well? That would make me sick. <laughs> Golden Retrievers are my favourite dog. So I'd be very happy about that. <laughs>